Hey, Lovebird, it's me, Stephanie, CEO of The Good Love Company and leading relationship expert. You're about to start transforming your love life from the inside out with the So Good podcast. I've been widely considered the leader in the love coaching space and have worked with super achievers all around the world for over six years. Here, you're not gonna find cheesy dating tips or fluffy nonsense, no manipulative tactics either, because my work is about understanding behavior, identity, and motivation. Pair that with energetic work, somatic healing, and ooh, your love life is about to get so good. These talks are designed to inspire, provoke, and guide you on your journey home to take you and your love life to heights you've never thought possible. If you're wanting more from your relationships, better connection, hotter sex, self-love tips, and emotional mastery, then stick around. It's about to get so good. I'm glad you're here. Hello, darling. What's up? And welcome to another episode of So Good. It is me, Stephanie. I am really happy you're here. Today, we're going to talk about something that I think is really, really prevalent in relationships, whether you're single or taken. Honestly, this is something that people in general will have to learn and conceptualize and create their own identities with. And something that most of us have struggled with. (laughs) New riddle. What is something that most of us have struggled with that is applicable to both sexes that can be single, taken, any stage of life at any time? Well, the answer is decision-making. And we've been making decisions since the moment we were born. The human experience is about choices and decisions. And It's so interesting how it can be so hard and challenging to actually know how to and then do the action of deciding. And today I wanted to talk about three ways to make decisions and choosing way, way, way easier. And this is obviously going to be geared towards your romantic love life. So whether you're dating, in a relationship, married, this is going to be tailored towards how to make better decisions in your romantic love life. But I I found it so interesting that something we do hundreds of times a day, we make decisions all the time. We make decisions consciously and unconsciously. And yet it's something that I, I don't think I've met one person who has never struggled with making a decision. So today we're going to talk about a few ways that I personally think you should look at to make your life a little bit easier. So get cozy. You might want a pen and paper, the laptop, something where you can take notes with. There is a good chance you may get a breakthrough today. So if you're ready to dive in, let's get started. The first thing that I always tell anyone that works with me, a private client, a student, the number one thing I can tell you to make your anxiety 50% less is to really resist going to well-intended but misinformed girlfriends. Raise your hand if the moment you feel uncomfortable, anxious, uncertain, annoyed, pissed about your boyfriend, a guy, whomever, you have a person on standby who you can text and vent about or the girlfriends who get together and everyone's in each other's business. Women naturally connect through communication. Most of us are gabbers and and connectors and we do, 
identify through story. We, we love to talk and listen, and it's, it's part of our identity. But where this can get really mucky is that when you have three different opinions going from three different perspectives, three different identities, three different attachments, three different, you name it, you're going to have more confusion because it's not your intuitive decision. So let me break this down. Let's say, for example, you are in that kind of awkward stage where it's the first couple months of dating someone and you're not exclusive, but you're not not dating, but it's kind of that weird in-between time. Pretty maddening. And most of us at one time or another have been in the situation where we just text a girlfriend and go, what do you think this means? What do you think he, he's saying by this? What should I do? Should I not text? Should I do this? Should I do that? We're spinning internally. And if the skill set of emotional regulation and intelligence hasn't been learned yet, the knee-jerk reaction is to reach out to somebody else for them to take some discomfort away or provide a solution because the brain's always looking for a solution. So if you feel an uncomfortable emotion or stimuli, immediately you wanna solve that. And if you don't know how to solve that through your own education, coaching, training, inner work, if you're not there yet, and we, we all get there when we get there, you will likely want to have somebody outside of you, the external validation, come in and soothe and support. It's, it's a natural human response. The problem is you're very unlikely to get true wisdom unless, of course, your friend is a board-certified psychologist or has been studying relationships for 10 years like myself or has skin in the game in terms of legitimate help. But most of the time, the girl you're taking advice from doesn't have a good relationship herself or has some bullshit going on or hasn't had a man in a few years. So why are we listening to that? We're not actually heeding advice. We just wanna feel comforted. We wanna feel connected. We wanna feel like it's okay, like we're not crazy. You're fine. So we get this little dopamine dose of connection and then internalize some advice or suggestions that may not actually be the best for you. Because again, you need to look at who is the source? Where is this coming from? you likely wouldn't take financial advice from someone who doesn't have 40 bucks in their bank account. It would be silly. They could be well-intended. They could even be educated. They could have had something terrible happen and they have had no money in the account. But at the end of the day, I'm not gonna listen to that person until they get their house in order. So I can nod politely or I can learn, okay, this isn't the type of person that I'm gonna to go to for this specific thing. So when we repeatedly go into the habit of info dumping on our girlfriends, it creates a sliver of codependency. And every time you choose that, you don't take the opportunity to deepen the muscle of your internal knowing because that's the antidote. If you have all your life gone to other people to validate you, then the antidote is to learn how to flex the muscle of inner validation. That's, that's the answer. It's not more opinions, more people explaining it more times, reiterating and ruminating. It's about going, okay, what needs to happen so that I can self-soothe? 
Because when you can self-soothe and move out of a discomfort or the anxiety or the unknown, because dating and relationships are out of your control, you can only control you and let the chips fall where they may. So this skill of self-regulation, emotional understanding, the identity piece, this is why I talk about identity in the work I do day in and day out. You will always hear me talk about becoming who you actually are because it's far easier to listen to yourself and trust yourself and hear what your intuition sounds like. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could whip out your phone anytime you wanted relationship help from a legit love expert? and just got the answer to your problem solved like immediately and more than a two minute fluffy you got this <laughs> unlike other love coaches i go hard in boxer my private clients love this perk because let's be real most of the real stuff happens in between traditional calls but now for the first time ever outside of my high level one-on-one -on -one, i can be in your back pocket Introducing Back Pocket Love Coach, 30 days private, tailored one-on-one -on -one with me, Stephanie. Former lovebirds who snagged this brilliant opportunity got tailored coaching when they needed it. And some of them used it to squash anxiety about dating, how not to fuck up a new connection. Some used it to move through breakups. Some used it to move through healing their own bullshit, preventing them from having the love of their life. Everyone has their own things and I'd love to support you because honestly, stop bugging your girlfriends and actually text a pro. Here's what's in it for you. The best relationship expert, hey, at your fingertips. <laughs> Mentorship without a long-term contract. Exclusive framework concepts and tools tailored to you that I only reserve for private clients. Confidence in yourself as a woman to actually be in love like an adult. Revived relationships, hotter sex, less bickers, ease in dating, I could go on. What's the energy exchange? One month of private boxer access is 1,000 USD. Find out more at sogood.love or as always DM me BPLC to get started. If I said to you, do you know what your intuition sounds like? What it feels like, where you get alerts, where you get hits, what would you say to that? Is there a level of self-trust? Because when you trust yourself, decision-making while uncomfortable is still a, a, a self concept. So it's still you doing it. It doesn't mean that it's not hard or uncomfortable or, or evoking an emotion, but you are at the steering wheel. So you don't have to call, you know, Susie and Tanya and Becky to get permission to do something for you. When you're able to trust yourself and say, Ooh, this is activating. Ooh, this feels a little bit hot. Like, I don't know, like, oh, this is brushing up against my comfort zone and ego. But I'm capable and I can handle it and I'm a grown-up. And that's that's the skill that I'm that I'm meant to learn. The uncomfortability never goes away, but you will learn how to address it and manage it and recognize it and not be so resistant to it. Because when we are stressed out going, oh, should I text him? Should I do this? Should I do that? What are we really looking for? What are you really trying to get? Assurance, confirmation, control, security, comfort, ease, right? You're looking to have it be okay. You're looking for it to be a, 
whew, okay, I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress out. He's here. He likes me. We're good. It's going to happen. It's fine. And the reality is you can't ever get that. I hate to be the wet blanket here, but you can never get a guarantee. You will never have 100% assurance. Things happen all the time. There, there's never a, okay, now I have somebody and we're going to get married and it's forever and I'm good and whew, oh, thank God. You don't know that. You make a decision every day to be with a person. If you're in a marriage, the two of you every day choose that through your behavior, thoughts, actions. So there's no guarantee ever. Things happen all the time. But you know what? There's a guarantee that you can control your own shit and you can give yourself everything you, you want someone else to give you. Does it feel different? Yeah. Is it cushier and cozier and rose-colored glasses? Of course. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of the pleasure. That's part of the fun. Getting lost in the daydream is part of the joy. Having the guy text you back with a date and kissy faces and knowing you're going to have a really hot sex and a good time and the world's going to stop, that's, that's the fun. We, we can't lose that but you have to give it to yourself. You have to learn to give yourself that assurance that no matter what happens, because there are no guarantees, you're gonna be just fine. So many women fight towards trying to get the guarantee, trying to get the assurance, trying to get the, oh, he likes me, oh, we're still good, oh, everything's fine. But that's the, it, it's, the it's ineffective, and it doesn't, it's, not the, it's the worst use of your energy. It's far better to go, well, there are no guarantees, but I have me forever. I'm always with me, so I can pretty much bet on that. So how can I give myself comfort? And you do that through step two. Step two is something that I don't see a lot of people talking about. So let's just dive into it. You need to address your belief around risk. A lot of people who have really hard time making choices and stay in limbo or put, keep themselves in situations that they know they're not happy in deep down is because they're absolutely terrified of making the wrong decision, the risk. What'll happen if, if this isn't the right thing? What will happen if I fuck up? What will happen if I make an irreversible decision and it was the wrong one? And as you all know, that old steel trap of your subconscious has likely held on to memory and evidence and all these different genetic imprints of beliefs that you inherited. So if you were a little kid in the store hearing about how something's too expensive or put it back, welcome to lack mentality at seven years old that you don't even know you've got. That happens with everything. So if you overhear a parent freaking out or stressed out about, should I take this job? Or, oh, what should we do? Having anxiety around choices will likely result in, in a severe aversion to doing anything risky. And you can see it in the opposite. You can see people who are complete risk takers. Everyone has their own identity. Everyone has the thing that feels correct to them, but most of my clients err on the side of decision paralysis. They will stay in relationships that they're not happy in because, 
well, I have a boyfriend and ugh, what if he gets better? What if it changes? Or what if it, I don't find someone better? Or what if I have to start all over again? Oh, I don't want to go back on the apps. All these thoughts. These are all beliefs about the risk because you can also say, woo, I can go back on those apps. Ah, I can move out and get my, a new apartment. Oh my God, the next guy is going to be so amazing. Wow, I love that I learned that lesson and it only took me six months. Risk in itself is, is not avoidable. There is always going to be a consequence. We live in a world of cause and effect. So instead of resisting that or being stuck, it's about going, what do I believe about risk? Can, can doing something risky also be bold and brave and powerful? cannot also be true. This is so crucial and often overlooked and we, we don't address it because people don't think about the root of fear of decision-making. People go, oh, like it's so hard to choose. I don't know what to choose. But what they don't know is that what they're really afraid of is choosing wrong or making things worse or having it be painful. We're always trying to avoid pain and run to pleasure. So if we have an innate belief that risk is bad and comfort zone is good, do you think you're going to change anytime soon or get an, an upswing in your dating life, a, a breath of fresh air in your marriage? Probably not because change will always involve a level of risk. You don't know because you're learning. You don't know what's on the other side because you are in your current paradigm. So in order to experience something different, you have to be willing to A, trust yourself, like we talked about in step one, and stop taking advice from people who don't have what you want, and stop taking advice from people who aren't on your same path, who mean, they, they can mean well. Once you nail that, you'll start to really trust yourself. And when you know, okay, no matter what, I'm gonna be fine. Why? Because I'm me. And I've worked really hard and I, I'm learning to like myself and I'm learning to have boundaries and hold standards and audit my life and get really honest about myself and really honest about how I'm doing. So of course I'm going to be okay. That's what you got to say to yourself every day. Your confidence and esteem will skyrocket because when you realize that you can bet on you, then you will do everything in your power to become the version of that person who is just brave and bold. You're not always going to know the outcome. And quite frankly, you're not supposed to. You would be bored to tears, truly. Lessons and ahas and synchronicities and moments and memories and anguish and the range of emotion that the human experience came to experience comes through choices and decision. So not living... <laughs> looks like not choosing and not deciding. It's the repetitive day in, day out rut. If you are in a rut right now, you are likely not making a decision. Which brings us into the third way to really make decisions easier. We're going to bring it on home. We're going to tie it on up, wrap it with a bow with this one. You need to know what you're aiming for. My girlfriend, Christy, she is a stylist and she always talks about women who go shopping and not knowing what they're shopping for and how it can be 
so ineffective and you end up with sloppy closets and confusion and nothing to wear because you just go shopping aimlessly. You're not going in with a target. And I love that. And I say that to my clients too. You got to know what you're aiming for. So if you say, I want a relationship, but the guy you're seeing wants to hang out once a month, you need to make a decision about that. You need to know what you're aiming for. So if you're aiming for a relationship and your standard of relationship based on your identity and how you view your ideal life, if you want someone who gets together with you a few times a week and probably on weekends and wants to incorporate more time together and you're dating someone who is okay with seeing you once a month, is that a good aim at your goal? And your goal can change. And they usually do as we go along the journey of life, meeting people and learning because lessons always come through people. It's important to really get honest with yourself. And the easiest way to do that is through these steps, like starting with not listening to the peanut gallery, not not taking in every single piece of advice or every single thought or every single something because you're just, you're clogging your channel And when you clog your channel, you can't hear yourself and you can't hear your intuition. And it's very difficult to trust yourself when your compass is essentially outside of yourself. It's, that's anxiety. You want to talk about anxiety? The skill of understanding your own self, the interception of who you are is just so non-negotiable. When you learn who you are and you start to address your belief around risk, tip number two, and understanding that there are never any guarantees in life. I mean, aside from the fact that we come in and we go out and that's kind of that. So knowing that people are doing them from their own perspective and their own beliefs and their own childhood and their own things, why don't you do yours from you? Create that, become that. What is the ultimate version of a self-assured woman? What does a self-assured, confident woman who can make a decision and choose herself look like? Are you currently a match for that? Are you currently living like that? Or are you choosing same old, same old because it's safe, boring, and predictable and doesn't require movement? If you are, this is my invitation to really decide if that is going to get you what you really want. So that's it for me today, ladies. I hope you enjoyed those three ways to make decisions so much easier. Listen, your dating life should be fun and it gets to be way more fun when you know who you are and you learn to just own that and be that all the time. Things get so much easier. Life gets so good when you like who you are. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, DM me, screenshot, let me know what you think. I would love for you to write reviews, share it with your friends who need to hear this. If you are interested in working with me privately, please send me a message. I'm not going to be taking on many clients for the end of the year. It's a high-touch, high-level experience designed for the woman who is really ready to do this and like go into the next year in a space that she's always dreamed of. It's a pretty, 
it's a pretty powerful space and I would love to have you in it. So that's it for me, ladies. It's been an absolute splash. Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next one. All right, lovebirds, there you have it. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that little pocket of time we spent together. It means the world to me. If this episode landed, if you felt like you got some mic drops, I'd love to know in the comments. Feel free to leave a five-star review as well. That always feels good. And if you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this, send her my way. Today's episode was so good, and I'll see you next time. I'm living that high.